0: Are you listening? Damn. Uh.
1: Yeah. Uh. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Boss Talks. I'm Christine Drummond, and I'm here with my co host, Joel Lord, and today. We are talking about taking imperfect action and how it will be the catalyst for your success in whatever you choose to do. But first, I want to talk about um, you know, if you're getting value from these podcasts, if you're getting um, information, aha moments, if you're getting things that you can apply in your life or your business, all that we ask is that you share it. We're not advertising in our podcast. We're not charging people to listen to it. We are giving this information for free because we are passionate, passionate about empowering people to take charge of their life, to really level up, to to take it to that that next level of consciousness. You know, we want to wake people up. We want to shake people up and really get people to understand that we don't have a lot of time in this physical form. And what time we do have, we want you to use it wisely. We want you to design your days. So if you love these podcasts, if you love um, listening to the information we provide, shoot us a comment, good or bad, and share these podcasts out. But today, we're talking about taking imperfect action. And I don't know about you, Joel, but I know that there's been times in my life where I've been a bit of a perfectionist freak. I've been a bit of a control freak, and I've held things off because I was waiting for conditions to be perfect. I was waiting for you know um, the business plan to be perfect I was waiting for so many things all the ducks to line up in a row before I took the action and that actually crippled my success you know I stood there on the sidelines watching other people take inspired action and I'm thinking shit, I could do that better or I could I could totally do that or rock that but I was too busy standing on the sideline waiting for things to be perfect before I took that first step and you know what I've missed out on so many opportunities because of it, but not anymore. And we want our listeners, we want to empower you guys to go, you know what? It's never going to be the perfect time. It's never, you're never going to have the perfect amount of money. You're never going to have the perfect amount of resources. So just take imperfect action now and you will collect the resources along the way. You will collect the skills along the way. You'll be able to upgrade. You'll get more competent, which brings more confidence. But you need to just take some sort of action rather than sitting there watching everyone else bask in the glory and you're just sitting in the grandstand watching everyone else get their asses kicked or reaching success in the arena. So Joel, what have you got to say about this? I know we were talking off air and you were like, yep, this has totally been me in the past, waiting for things to be perfect. What have you got to share with the listeners today around this topic?
0: Oh, it's uh, great to be here and 100%. Uh, What you said about what's happened for you in the past about, you know, taking yourself out of the game completely uh, has happened to me. I was that, uh, I was, I look back at it now, I was paralyzed by the fear of making a mistake or the fear of uh, not being right or what other people would think, like just add any fear that would create the fact that it would have to be perfect before I even put my foot into the, into the ring at all. Uh, so it, it, it was a huge, a huge crippling of my success. You know, like, and honestly, uh, being a perfectionist is killing your success. I can tell you that. Uh, the fear of, you know, what pe- other people think is one of the six primal fears of human beings, and yeah, it takes you out, out of the game. And it's usually that fear that creates the need to be a perfectionist, and it's why uh, I can honestly say that I got like I actually was lucky enough to be at a at a tony robbins event where um you do homework right and your team leaders like i didn't know this your team leaders pick out the 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 top people and I, and when i say top i don't mean the best people probably the most stuffed up people <laughs> is probably you know all the people that uh you know could do with the help. You know what I mean? That would be a great example for the rest of the audience. So uh, I ended up being one of those people and my, my rules and values around, uh, you know, living my life and taking action. And, you know, at this time I had success, like I had been successful. So uh, the perfectionist in me had served me well in, in some ways, but I would have been 10, 20, like, I don't even know how many times more successful had I been willing to make more mistakes and take that imperfect action sooner. So next thing I know is, um, I'm being called up by Joseph McLennan, who was on stage in front of 1200 people, given a mic. And I had this pink, um, bandana on my head. I look like a complete idiot. And I've got these cameras on me, all these people are turning around looking at me. And I'm just like, this is way before my uh, my, uh, public speaking, uh, hat was put on as well. Like, oh, so I'm there going, holy shit. <laughs> this is crazy. Right? So I like, I'm cracking out like three words, max, every time I was asked a question, like, yep. And all that. But anyway, what he did is he found out that, um, the reason I'm telling this story is like right there, he, he actually said, you know, that he honored that my perfectionism had got me this far. And we loved it and everything like that. And he said, but my he says, and my hallucination is that you've probably said no to a lot of opportunities that you look back now and think, geez, that would have been really great to take. And you didn't take them because, you know, you, you were fearful of taking that imperfect action. You wanted to be perfect before you did it. And we can all understand that there is never going to be a perfect time. You know, you're either going to be too old, too young. The economy is going to be the wrong time, you know. Someone else has done it. There's too much competition. Uh, the technology's not right. You don't have enough money. Um, all these reasons to, to, to tell yourself a story, not to do it. And I realized there that, yeah, that was absolutely true. So I didn't, I'm not going to tell you that I walked straight out those doors and went out and just took heaps of imperfect action. I worked my way up to it, you know? And, and now I'm just like thinking about, um, you know, like just screw it let's do it when someone says hey let's let's go for it i don't let the fact that i don't actually know how what i'm doing stop me in most cases if i want to do something and i think oh wow i'm going to learn something this is going to be exciting you know like christine we didn't really know how to put on our unstoppable life event you know when we did it i i i was talking about doing a podcast right back in 2016 where I interviewed awesome people and, and, and did what we're doing right now. You know what I mean? And like my coach, he's got these notes from when I first started. And it wasn't until one day I was walking along. Uh, I was doing what we, we were jokingly calling it boss walks with a couple of friends of mine. And we said, um, like we were just so obviously solving the world's problems, like having a, having a man chat as we did. And uh, one of them said, Oh, this would make a great podcast. And I went, let's let's do a podcast then they're like yeah you want to and i was like yeah yeah we went straight home got i think this very laptop out it might have been another one uh and and did a podcast (laughs) we didn't even know what we're doing we just recorded it on zoom and now we're like what 50 60 episodes in and we and people ask me how to do podcasts now so like Take the imperfect action. I, like, I'm sure we'll go back and listen to the first couple of episodes we did, Christine, and and laugh. <laughs> we'll probably listen to this one and laugh eventually. But what, like, I, I can tell you that Tim Ferriss wasn't, or like, automatically awesome at, at podcasting. He's, like, one of the early early people in it. You know, you look at uh, a lot of these podcasters that are big now, they weren't always awesome at it. Like, you even listen to Annie Frisilla's first podcast, you're just like, wow, he must have done that. <laughs> I don't know, on his iPhone or something. Now he's got the best equipment and he's, he's grown into it. So yeah, Christine, like, what do you reckon?
1: Oh, I, I love that, mate. And I love that you brought up this podcast because will this podcast ever be perfect? No. That's the thing, guys. If you're striving for perfectionism, you're going to be disappointed. And I know some of you are probably thinking, Christine, but I've got a, a surgery business. And if I'm not perfect in a surgery, then that could be life or death. Yes, guys, we get it, okay? So there are some jobs and professions out there where you do need precision. You do need perfectionism. However, in general, most people, it's paralyzing them, as Joel said. It's paralyzing them and they're not moving at all and they're missing out on opportunities because of it. And if you have that fear of failure, if you have that fear of embarrassment or looking silly if you don't pull it off, guess what? you're still going to be further ahead than anyone else that's sitting on the couch, you know, and, and guys, anything worthwhile going for in life takes time and effort and resources and it takes guts. Okay. It takes a lot of bloody guts and you are not going to always get it right. You are going to fail. This is, this is what I see that's wrong with society though. Society doesn't allow us to embrace failure. They make us feel like there is something wrong with us if we fail. You know, if we get a cross on our homework, if we don't get um, straight A's at school, you know, if we don't get 100% in a test, we are told that we're failing. No one's looking at the journey. We're not being rewarded for the journey. And I think if we change, if society changed, and hopefully it will and we will rise out with more compassion and kindness out of this unique situation we currently find ourselves in uh, with the COVID-19. But, you know, in our household, Joel, we embrace things that we get wrong. I don't want my kids to ever have a fear of failure. I don't ever want that fear of failure to paralyze them. I just want them to give their best. And I think if we do that, and if society stops looking for faults in each other, and instead we look for potential, and we raise each other up for the strengths, the traits, the characteristics, the abilities that we do have, then we're all going to shine uniquely and differently in our own light. And that's the beauty of humanity. That's the beauty of being in this physical form is that we are all different. We are definitely not the same. And that's why we have so many amazing minds and brains out there that are innovating and, you know, there's no way I can create a vaccine for the COVID-19. There's no way that I can be on the front line helping the sick or anything like that. But what I can do is give others out their hope and inspiration. I can help bring out the best in other people so that they can really step into their life in whatever skills um, that they've got. And it's funny, I was listening to a song yesterday, Joel, by Eminem. And Eminem holds the world record for fastest rap. And I listened to this rap and he does 259 words in 30 seconds. He does nine syllables a second. When you hear this song, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because I said to my partner, this is so amazing, like the talent that people have. He's been able to unlock that talent because He didn't wait for things to be perfect. Eminem didn't wait for him to sing the perfect song or for him to get all those words into a 30-second bracket. He just kept going and going and going and evolving and growing and upskilling, and his confidence grew. His confidence grew. But how many people out there, Joel, go to their graves not even knowing what their potential was, not even knowing what their talents were, because they they weren't courageous enough to actually... Look or to, um, to, you know, have a go at anything to back themselves. So, what I'm saying to you guys, you listeners out there, is just give life a crack. Find out what your passions are outside of your JOB. Find out what your skills are, what you're good at, you know, and, and shape your talent and your abilities around that. Okay. Um, even if it's not your main source of income, that's okay. You know, I'm learning to play the saxophone at the moment and I've wanted to quit so many times but I actually love that it's challenging me. I love the growth that is coming from it. Even as frustrating as it is sometimes, I feel like I'm not progressing as fast as I would like to but what I'm trying to do is just enjoy the journey and I'm further, every lesson I take, I'm further forward than what I was if I didn't do that lesson. So I don't know, Joe. What is this making sense? Have I gone off on a tangent? No, I I believe like I'm talking it, about Eminem,
0: but it, it, he's an incredible rapper. He is, isn't he? And I, like, it's funny. Uh, before I got on the call uh, with you today, I was admiring just the talent some people have out there. It's like, and it's funny that you were you were doing the same thing with Eminem. Like, I did actually see uh, a, a post he did recently that he said, like, it, you know, it takes work. You know, he's now he speaks raps in front of like hundreds of thousands of people now. And there was a time where he was sitting on a, on a bucket outside a beaten up old house, like writing lyrics, you know, and that's, that's where he started. And I think people feel the comparison to, you know, I guess the metaphor is if you're a rapper, you are looking at Emmett where he is now, but you're not looking where he was like 30 years ago, you know? So it it takes, it takes time, you know, like the, the other rappers that are out there that are billionaires now, they didn't start as billionaires, you know, takes time. So you know but they they had to start out and and you know shake their head at their their early stuff because it isn't up to the standard that they are now and you know every single master was once a student you know every every master was once a beginner like tony robbins started he did not speak in front of tens of thousands of people and was this amazing influencer that has opportunities flying at him so hard that he could he has to beat them away with a bat there was a time where he was looking for an opportunity. So you, you know, like for the listeners out there, you've got to be willing to, you know, you got to dare to suck, you know, cause you, and that, and that's it. Like I, I started out in my supermarket business and I had no idea what I was doing. I literally just knew how to not steal money because that's what I was replacing. And I, you know, I had to, I found that I knew how to counter till because I'd worked as a, as a, as a uh, bar staff that could close up a bar and, and do the till counting because the real manager didn't want to do it. <laughs> he was lazy. So I learned how to do it. And then I, I took that into the, the supermarket and I was awful at, or, at what I did. I was just a hard worker and I showed up crazy, made that many mistakes. And I don't even know how I got this perfectionist thing. I think that was just a coping medic- mechanism to make me better on my journey through the supermarket. So like I was always looking for my weakest link in myself and, and, and trying to fix it. So that's it. So, but to sort of turn this on, an, on another story, Christine, like, you know, you have been a big catalyst for me to give things a go even more, you know, like there's, there was a time where uh, a couple of years ago, uh, there, we were, we were taking care of events that we, we do for our other business. And, uh, there was going to be hundreds of people there and I knew there was going to be hundreds of people. Then he said, Oh, but you, you know, you're hosting. Well, no, you wasn't hosting. Tell your story. And I was like, Oh, I don't really have a story. And next thing you rang me on the phone straight away. He said, well, let me tell you about your story. And you sort of gave me that kick in the backside about it. I was like, okay, well i got this. And he said, and you might want to get your, your shit together because you're not going to be just talking in front of a hundred people because you've been picked out to speak to over a, like a, Thousand people uh, in a couple of months' time, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And just the ability, like, where you just gave me that microphone, and like, I'd show up on the night, and you do stuff like, "Oh, by the way, you're hosting tonight." I'm like, "I don't know how to host," and I was hosting these these events, helping entrepreneurs to to better their lives and to to be part of uh, distributing a product that is really great for the for the world, and. Um, that, that, was, that was outside my comfort zone well and truly. But I guess can, what can that I, comes back to I is... Can I cut this-
1: in here? I just need to cut in. Sorry to cut, cut in. You know why I'm so thrilled that you brought this story up? Because I've given that opportunity to so many people, Joel. And a lot of people have shied away and said, no, 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 I'm not ready. No, I can't do that. And they've blocked the opportunity. So then you don't go back to those people because they're, you know, they've and and I look at where you are today and I look at where some of them are today and it's, it, it's, you're on a different playing field. You know, you're in a different arena because you just figured it out. You just said yes and figured out the how later. You know, you put, you got out of your comfort zone, but some people were not prepared to do that and they're still, where they were a couple of years ago because they haven't gone through the growth. They haven't done the work. So I just really wanted to take a moment to go, you know what, that's a massive lesson on this call today. Like Joel, he didn't have time to prepare. Like I threw him in front of the bus basically or threw him in the water and and made him swim. Guys, it was done to me. And I, as, as as, as uncomfortable as it can be sometimes, When you come out the other side and go, it actually wasn't that bad. I didn't die. I wasn't, like, I'm not embarrassed. And that was actually a little bit of fun, you know? So you just never know where those opportunities are going to lead. And since that, like, for us to be able to work together now and we travel, you know, around Australia holding our events and everything, it all sort of came from us putting ourselves in those opportunities way and at the front of the room. So I just really want to take a moment to go, you know what? It's because you said yes. So well done.
0: No, I appreciate that, and that—that's—that is the—that—that's what you need to do if you want success. Because everybody, there's always going to be a first time for everything. There's always going to be a time where you haven't done something before, so you actually don't know if you can do it or not until you actually go and do it. And then once you do it, you go, "Oh, well, I can actually do that now." So I didn't know I could speak in front of a hundred people that weren't my staff. You know, I didn't know that I could actually remember the words that I needed to say to to get the message out to the audience and reach the audience. I didn't know when we did our first Unstoppable Life event that we were going to reach the audience. I did not know that at all. And then the the next couple that we did, we started to collect people that were already super successful and they're coming to our events and I like some of them I was thinking, oh I wonder why they're coming to like listen. Well the reason why they're coming to listen is because they're like us and they want to learn and like they know that they're not, they're always learning. They're always going to hear something. They only need one gold nugget that could be worth a million dollars to them. So they they come to these events and the most successful people I might add are the ones that a didn't think uh, needed to hear our stuff as much as some other people in the room, but they took the most notes. The people that were the most wealthy in the room took the most notes. The people that had their lives together the most that in all this, drama I know uh, they're not carrying on like gooses either they're actually pretty level-headed at the moment and yeah it's, it's, it's crazy so yeah like I, I do appreciate you saying that
1: well it's that's another really good point because what I see in successful people is that they never stop learning they are at the front of the room and that's something one of our amazing mentors Jeff Roberti has always taught us hmm. sit at the front of the room and take notes as if you're going to teach it on. So, you know, and that's, it's such a good lesson. It's such a good way to be. You don't want to be the smartest person in the room all the time. You don't want to go into the room going, I know this, I've heard this before. I've learnt something in every single seminar, room, Zoom call. I always take something away from someone else. And whether it's just inspiration from their story or whether it's hope that you can do what they can do or you know, there's always something. And I love that you said that Joel, because again, I see people rock up to seminars and, and Zoom events and they don't take any notes and they're relying on their memory to be able to file all this information. And how are you, how are you ever going to expect to implement anything you're learning if that's what you're trying to do? You know, and a lot of people tell themselves, "Oh, I've got such a terrible memory." Well, stop telling yourself that first and foremost, but do things about it. Like you, it's like anything, and and this is where I want to really give the listeners um, some st- like some action steps because you're probably thinking, "Okay, well, how do we start to take that imperfect action? Where do I start?" Well, the first thing you need to know is what is it that you actually want to do. Like, get get clarity around what it is. Like, I I got to 39 and I got sick of saying, I wish I could play the saxophone. So what did I do? I took action. I found a tutor. And then he lent me his saxophone. And now he coaches me once a week. I, I could probably go online and find out how to play a saxophone. But having a coach that holds you accountable, that can make you hone in on your skills, that has the ear, for, you know, how you're quite getting the notes wrong and everything like that. It's the same with anything. It's like personal trainers. You know, people often go, yeah, I need to lose weight. What's the first thing they do? They go and hit the pavement or the gym, but there's no guidance. There's no accountability. So as soon as you have a day or two off, you're on that downward spiral again. This is why coaches are so important. It's like business. You need a business coach, someone to hold you accountable, someone that is going to call you on your shit and your excuses, and someone also to bounce ideas off as well and to tell you, just do it. Just give it a go. Stop waiting for it to be perfect. Just give it a crack. You know, any kind of inspired action is better than no action. A lot of the time, you're going to learn as you go. So if nothing else, that you take nothing else away from this call, it's just, Get clarity around what it is that you actually want to achieve. And then what's that first step? What's the first step you need to take? Like, let's say it's um, you want a million dollars in your bank account by the end of the year. You can't just manifest that shit. There's actions that you need to put in place. There's things that you need to do. There's steps you need to follow. That million dollars is not just going to magically pop up in your bank account. You know, it's the same if you're a sports player and you you now have another 16 months to prepare for the Olympic Games. You're not just going to sit there knowing that you're at your fittest now. You're going to keep training, keep tweaking, keep getting better, keep evolving, keep growing internally, spiritually, and, and also physically, you know. So what is it that you actually want? What's that first step? And then who is someone that can hold you accountable to that? And I think if you think about those three things, then you're going to get to your goal faster. You're going to get there faster and you're probably going to make less mistakes along the way as well. So um, yes, you're going to make mistakes. You're not going to get out of it failure free. You are going to absolutely screw up now and then and just call yourself on it. You know, don't try and hide it. Don't try and cover it up. Be real, be authentic and go, you know what? I dropped the ball on this or I failed with that or I could have done better than that. What's the lesson in this though? You know, what have I learned from this experience or what did I learn from that? Because if you make the same mistake twice, you're an idiot. If you don't learn from some of these situations that you've popped yourself in and you've, you know, you've seen it as a perceived failure and then you go and repeat the same behavior or the same thing that gets you back into the same situation then you are an idiot and i'm going to call you on that so joel i don't know like is this still hitting um hitting the point
0: yeah it certainly is because you know one of the strategies i would do uh, to add to that is i'd start to seek out people that are going to uh get me out of out of my comfort zone so like i knew that i got told that the person up the front of the room gets the Automatically has the authority, and if you got the authority, you're the one that ends up making the money. And I wanted to make the money, and what I did was I I got around people like you that would, and I got in opportunity's way. I didn't just sit on the curb and hope that opportunity was going to come and land in my lap. I actually, put myself there. And you know, one of the things that Andy Frasilla and uh, Jocko says, uh, like they say, like you need to put yourself deliberately in situations that are uncomfortable. It's the only way you can be successful. If you just want to sit back and be in your comfort zone, then you're, you're just, you're destined to not, <laughs> not have success. So like be by showing, like I could have easily not shown up to those events and then like the events still would have happened and I wouldn't have had the opportunity. But I showed up knowing that I was putting myself in a very uncomfortable situation to begin with and you know, after I after I did it, like I was doing take, I was doing them on on online programs, I was doing it like anywhere I could get. Any chance I got to be uncomfortable in front of people, I would do it. And you know what? Like I'm still alive. Like, you know, and I'm further forward. So, you know, and people that are frightened of even doing that, like you must celebrate everything that you're doing approximately right. Like this is a quote from Kirk Ashley. It's going to psychologically add a positive effect to whatever it is that you're trying to do. So the first step that you need to take, Christine was talking about, take it and celebrate it no matter the outcome. Celebrate even if you take a step and you pull your toe back out. you, like you dip your toe and you pull it back out. Celebrate that you had the guts to do it because you're already extraordinary because most people don't even take that first little, uh, put their toe in. You know what I mean? So celebrating that psychologically your brain wants to do whatever it can to move you towards pleasure and move you away from pain so if you're associating pain to what it is that you need to do to get your goals to get whatever it is that you want to take that imperfect action if you're if you're associating pain to that you're you're relying on motivation and motivation doesn't last motivation is like a like a (laughs) Fuel that just disappears really quickly, and once you do that, you're going to be back on the lounge watching Netflix. And one day you'll blink your eyes, and you're going to have no time left. So celebrate everything that you do approximately right. And here's here's another key one. Get this in your mind: do your best and have fun. That's all you need to do. That's the only thing you need to do. You know, like so. You know, at school you do get that red mark if you get it wrong, and people, you know, that they make it a. a, a drama almost out of it, you know? So people are frightened to make a damn mistake and mistakes are how you get there, how you get what you want. So what if instead of making it, um, you know, uh, that red cross or that bad test result killer, you just like for my kids, I just want to know that they did their best and that they could find fun in it. And, you know, like as a, after learning that from my coaches and learning that, uh, and implementing that in my life, my kids are way happier. They're not frightened of tests. They're not. They they they're actively wanting to get hundred percent, but they don't feel like that's the end of the world if they don't. I only really go after them if it's like if they're just bludging and they're half-assing things. You know what I mean? And I want to know why. And if you know, like that, that's it. Like and but if they can do their best and have fun, and you can actually, for those of you that have kids. You know, you can actually find a way to celebrate everything that your kids are doing, right, wrong, good or bad. Because here's he's a thing. Here's a mistake I was making. I thought I was doing a really good thing. You know, my 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 oldest son, he was coming to these personal development events, and I was like, I was obviously wanting to attach positivity to it, and I was saying, "Hey, dude, like congratulations!" Really, just pumping him up for doing a really great thing. And my coach. Said that's really great that you're doing that. Although, why not celebrate him for even doing playing video games? Celebrate him for not doing well at school. Celebrate him for that because he. I don't know if you've ever been to a Tony Robbins event. Uh, those of you who are listening, but when someone's going through a really big transformation and Tony Robbins is helping them go through a transformation, the first question he asks is. Who's, whose love did you crave the most out of your parents? And it's like it's either the mother or the father. And then the second question they ask, he asks, is who did you have to be to get that love? Now, if I only celebrated my son for taking the action on and imperfect action, any kind of action by going to personal development events. And he feels that the only way to get my love is by doing that. Then what's he going to feel the rest of the time then? You know, what am I teaching him there? So like celebrating him for right, wrong, good or bad up, down, big, small, whatever. So that he knows when he gets that question asked of him one day from someone be Tony Robbins, he could just say, I just had to be myself. Dad gave me that love no matter what. So That's a little side note, but like, if he's feeling like that now, he's not going to feel frightened to take imperfect action. So I'm doing, and I'm not perfect. (laughs) I'm taking imperfect action as a father. I'm taking perfect action as a, like in multiple times. Like I was just telling Christine that I got off the 75 hard and I had one meal and it was enough to make me feel terrible. And I'm right back onto the 75 hard again. So that was imperfect, but I'm not beating myself up about it. I'm just pivoting. So like, Christine, is this hitting home? Like, it's just.
1: It really is. And I I love that you brought that up um, about the parenting. I think it's such an important um, point and we could probably finish the podcast on that because that was just amazing information for people. And I hope that if you are a parent out here, out there that you are taking that advice on and taking it to heart because you know there's nothing worse. Like think about when you know when you're getting into adulthood and you feel like oh, I always had to prove myself to the parents and nothing that I ever did was good enough. Imagine just being able to feel their unconditional love all the time, no matter what. You know, imagine being able to go to your parents without judgment. You know, the fear of judgment or you know. And I think that's why so many of us hide things from our parents because we are so scared of how they're going to react um, and are we still going to get their love? So I think um, Joel, that was amazing, amazing um, content. And for me, um, I was just trying to remember like a, a big time where I've really screwed up um, and there's been many <laughs> in business and in life.
0: It's easy for me um, to come up with them because I do it like every week.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, I don't see them as failure. I see them as um, opportunities for growth. And I really do. And I've learnt from those, um, from those big mistakes or, you know, what I used to perceive as a failure and, and you know, beating yourself up for it. You know, if you keep doing that, you, you're living in the past and that's not fun for anyone either. So for me, um, I never used to reach out to people either. I just thought, you know, who wants to hear from little old me? Who, I don't want to bother anybody um but since putting my big girl pants on and um you know really wanting the success and and to be able to design my days being able to reach out to people that are more successful that i you know want to work with has just been a blessing and and i'll give you one example i'm going to give a shout out to simon chan who's he's in the network marketing profession he's got one of the most um listened to podcasts uh in the network marketing profession and I've always wanted to speak um, you know on his stage and I just sent him a message one day and I just said hey you know I'd love to um, be one of the presenters can I speak on you know stage when you come to Australia next and he said oh yes and send through some information or a video of yourself speaking so I did and he said you know what I've actually filled all the spots but I don't have an MC would you love to be the MC and I'm like oh yeah I'm your girl. Like MC, what do they have to do? They have to bring the energy, right? They set the whole tone. And I'm like, yes, I'm your girl. I'm not going to let you down. And then it got to the day and I'm like, shit, I don't feel ready for this. And I'm doing a Facebook Live and then Simon's next <laughs> came running up next to me and he's like, Yeah, she's got a rocket. And his belief in me just took me to a whole new level. And it was exactly what I needed to hear. I kept thinking, what if I forget to say this? Or what if I pronounce the the next presenter's name wrong? Or what if I don't read their bio, Ryan? And all these doubts and fears crept in. I'm like, you know what, girl? You've got this. You know, just trust. Trust that as soon as you get up there on that stage, you're going to say what needs to be said. You're going to be funny. You're going to be entertaining. You're going to lift the energy. That's what your job is. Your job is not here to be perfect. Your job is not here to be liked by everybody. You're here to set the tone for this amazing event. And um, I think when you do that, and you get rid of all the scripts and the, and trying to be perfect. And when you drop back into alignment with yourself, that's where the magic really happens, you know? And I've had, um, you know, back in the beginning of my speaking career, I used to have the notes word for word on my cards, word for word, and I'd be reading it out and trying to get every word perfect and the pronunciation. Now I don't carry notes up with me on stage. You know, I trust that, what I'm going to say on the day is going to resonate with someone in the crowd and what I say will be perfect for that moment, you know, and we've been taught through amazing mentor of ours, Scott DeMoulin, how to actually break a presentation down now so that you don't have to remember it word for word. You can actually just draw pictures to guide you um, around your presentation. And it just works so much better because, it flows. You're more relaxed. You're more in alignment with who you are. And it's, this is what we're talking about, guys. It's about taking that imperfect action. You know, you're never going to have the perfect presentation. You're never going to come away going, I said exactly what I needed to say. We always come away and we nitpick it. I should have said this, or I forgot to say that, or I think I should probably shouldn't have said that. You know, there's always going to be those moments, but you know what? That's reality. People want to see imperfection. People want to see that you're real, that you're raw, that you're authentic, that you still make mistakes. As soon as you try to start covering up the mistakes, that's when you lose the trust and rapport with people. That's when people start to go, oh, this person's not very transparent. This person's not a little bit fake, you know? So, guys, please like listen to this podcast if you need to, but I I think Joel, that's all I wanted to say today, and um, and I know you've got a little bit more to add in here as well. But just I think just really reflect on you know times where you have got it wrong and really acknowledge it and go, you know what, I did get that wrong. Probably could have handled it better. But go back and have a look at the lesson. What was the lesson out of it? And I think that's so important, which many people tend not to do. They put it, brush it under the carpet, and then they don't think about it again. So. What do you
0: reckon, um, Joel? Oh, Christine, I just love that you you brought up your speaking career, uh, as it, it just illustrates the point we're making here today. You know, you had to be that person that would go up and write word for word, like what you needed to read out, so you could say it perfectly and everything. But you, you took you had to have the the courage to take that first step, and you know you wouldn't be where you are today, and as Established a speaker as you are now, and be able to rock a stage without notes. Had you not taken that imperfect action, and you probably look back at that and go, "Oh my God, do I really sound like that? Did I do that?" And you know, like I, I, it took me so took me ages to get over the sound of my own voice. You know, when I was on video, I'd listen to myself and go, "Do I sound like that? Oh my God, I sound so weird." But hey. You you have to take that action, you know. And I, you know, when my speaking career started, I had one friend on Snapchat, and I would just do 15 second snaps backwards and forwards. And I just had the guts to to start it out like that. But you know, but like uh, getting back to the final point is that you starting out as that person, that like the meek version of yourself that had the the notes and were were frightened that all he had all these fears is exactly how people are feeling now about their business or about reaching out to that person to to share about their product or service or to, to ask that girl out or ask that guy out or, you know, <laughs> to, to start that health journey. You didn't, you didn't start, you weren't born that way. So you had, you had to take that action and now look at you. And that's, that's what like. That is not because you're special. It's not because I'm special. It's because, we kind of just got out of our own freaking way. We just drop, drop the bullshit. <laughs> That's what it is. Cause like at the end of the, like the biggest gift I can give you to, 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 to sign this off is that you really must have an ego. If you think people give a shit about what you're doing, they don't actually care. If you make a complete mistake, they are going to swipe up and you're going to totally be forgotten. If your Facebook live sucks, no one's going to watch it. If your product sucks at the moment, no one's going to buy it. And they don't care. They're not going to go, oh, that product sucks. Let's get the lynch mob after them. Let's go get the pitchforks. They're going to go, oh my God, there's another network marketer. Oh my God, there's another coach selling a program. Oh my God, there's this blah, blah, blah. I've seen all before, whatever. But where most people let that stop them, if you don't let that stop you, one day you'll be like christine and you can get up on a stage and mc for one of the largest podcasters like in the mlm space or whatever your version of your dream thing like christine was dreaming of that and she manifested it with action you know that could be you what are you dreaming about doing that you'd love to do one day but you're too frightened because perfection and is taking you out of the game, and your inability to take imperfect action, and be that person that gets up on stage with those notes, and you know, like like I did when I got up, and I was like, I probably forgot half of what I had to say. Didn't matter. No one gave a shit. No one, no one came up to me at the end of the day and said, Hey, look, <laughs> you, you didn't use a full stop where you were meant to, or you know, whatever. So yeah, that's it, Christine. Like what a, what a great story, and it's just a it's a test case of and a real uh, case study of how to get whatever you want in your life by taking perfect action.
1: Yeah, great close, buddy. And I think people forget that how just beautifully unique we all really are. And it's our birthright to be successful, to be abundant, you know, to um, have unlimited potential. You know, some of us never even scratch the surface of our potential. So, I hope this podcast today gives you hope, gives you inspiration, gives you courage to take that first step and to just let you know and give yourself permission to be imperfect because that's what the world wants. They want the imperfect version of you. So go out there and step into the light, guys. This really is your time to shine. This is not a time to put your head in the sand. This is not a time to dim your light. This is not a time to lower your standards. I know a lot of you are in isolation right now, but guess what? With that brings so many opportunities for you to go to work on so many areas of your life that maybe you don't pay much attention to because you get caught up in the monotony of life right now. So take that opportunity, connect with your your loved ones on a deeper level. And if you're living alone, guess what? you get to reconnect with yourself on a deeper level. So do the work, guys. Please don't waste this time sitting in front of Netflix. Don't waste this time, you know, vegging out and undoing all the hard work that you've done in the gym or eating well. You can still do that in isolation and you can come out the other side bigger and better rather than bitter. So that's it from us. We will see you on the next podcast. Damn. Uh yeah.